On today's Score Vision, I have a very special guest, NBA free agent and former URI star Stan Robinson. Stan talks about his basketball career, his time at Indiana, his decision to come to URI, and the words that stuck with him from Coach Dan Hurley. The great interview with Stan. This is a good one. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, August 6th, and I have a great interview today with NBA free agent and former URI star Stan Robinson. I really enjoyed this interview with Stan. I've been lucky enough to see Stan play uh, the past couple years when he was at URI. Really, really fun to talk to him and see what it was like, what his basketball career was like, how he decided to go to Indiana, and how he ended up transferring to URI. Awesome interview. This interview will be the whole episode today. Uh, here's Stan Robinson. Hope you guys enjoy. So we welcome on to the Core Vision, uh, former URI star and now NBA free agent. Stan, how's it going? How you doing, man? I appreciate you just having me. First of all, I just want to say thank you to Jeffrey for uh, having me on this podcast. Um, but yeah, man, I'm doing, I'm doing well. You know, I'm just glad to be here. Glad to be able to uh, be speaking on Core Vision. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, big, first of all, big URI fan. So I was happy to see you uh, be a part of the Rams and the run and putting us back on the map and, you know, everything you've done for us and the community that you've done for Rhode Island. So that's, that was huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. Uh, since day one, actually, uh, Rhode Island's been like, just always gave me a family atmosphere. Um, I, so I've always loved being in Rhode Island. I'm I'm going to come back uh, all the time because, you know, I just feel like I have a family there and, um, you know, I'm a family guy. So I definitely want to just be back around uh, Rhode Island on the off seasons and, and, you know, just hang around, hang around players, hang around coaches, teachers, staff, administration, all that, man. Because I, I loved everyone there uh, from the bottom of my heart. And I, I feel like they raised me a little bit uh, – you know, mature me, make me see things in a, in a mature manner. Um, so I just want to say thank you to uh, to the Rams and Rhode Island family for, you know, uh, raising me. Uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're happy to have you. And I know there's a lot of Rhode Island fan listeners out there, so they're going to be happy to hear this one. So, Yeah, yeah thanks, man. <laughs> I miss y'all, man. I miss you all right, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. well, next time you're out here, let me know. I'll, I'll treat you to dinner or something. We'll go out. No question. We're definitely going to uh, connect once I get there. Sweet, sweet, awesome. All right, so we'll uh, we'll get into we'll get jump into a little bit about your high school career and how actual, and then we'll go into like uh, a little bit about Indiana, and then we'll hop right into URI and then what you're up to now. So, uh, so high school, when you were in high school, you know, when did you realize the game was slowing down for you? At what age? I mean, it could have been like in middle school too. Man, um. Honestly, the game never really slowed down for me until a little bit when I got to college. Um, I was saying high school, middle school, I was playing off of pure just talent and, and uh, a mindset that um, my dad and my trainer instilled in me at a young age. Um, and it was just, you know, don't fear anything or anyone. So uh, I just knew that, you know, in my mind, like, I always went to the gym 
You know, since I was five years old, I was always in the gym for hours. So the work at the thing, it was just like brushing my teeth. Um, my mindset was just no one's better than me. You know, like I had that mindset that I worked too hard. These people, like kids not doing the things that I do at my age. So, you know what I'm saying? They can't compete with me. And I think that mindset carried me a long way through basketball. Um, you know, I, I could shoot the ball, but not as well. Um, people see that, you know. Um, I worked on my handle a lot and just getting to the rim because I just wasn't wasn't afraid of anything. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, and then what was the first time you – like, speaking of getting to the rim, so when was the first time you in dunked, I dunked in a game? Oh, man, okay. So people might not believe this, but this is a true story. Um, <laughs> middle school, I didn't play my seventh grade year. Uh, came back my eighth grade year. And um, in the eighth grade game, regular season, we were playing against a school called Drew Freeman. And um, I, my two of my cousins, they're twins, they actually were playing on the Drew Freeman team. And we were on a fast break. And, you know, these my two cousins were actually chasing me down. And all I seen was the rim. I rose up and tried to dunk the ball as hard as I could. Unfortunately, it popped out, but I was up there and, and it – it was in the cylinder. It was in the room. Oh, man. And everybody was like, what the – you know what I mean? Like, eighth grader, this was – at this time, this was unheard of. Um, like, only a few people were dunking in eighth grade around around this time. Wow. That must be crazy. So, that must be a good family story to share, uh, Ron, when you guys get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we definitely talk about it a lot. Did you ever play against your cousins in, like, most – did you ever, like, dominate your cousins when you played against them or anything like that? Well, so my cousins actually were – my um, they were on my AU team. Uh, we played for an AU team called Maryland Crusaders, and that was actually my first AU team ever. My first AU team ever. Um, so we always played together, and then that was actually our first game playing against each other. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was, was fun. Yeah, yeah, we came out with the W. I think I had like eighteen that game uh, as an eighth grade. It was fun, man. Middle school was real. It was it was fun. I think that's when I realized that you know I was actually good at this sport. Because I played football as well. Um, and, you know, I was good in football as well. But, like, you know, being outside in the cold, having people hit me all day, it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so – I'm far from soft. But, it's, yeah. you know, I just don't – I just didn't see the point of someone hitting me, letting someone hit me all the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Like my head, so. Yeah, no plan. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I was good in basketball too. So, I was like, ah, oh, this is easier. Let me just stay right here. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. Uh, so when uh, you so in high school, I read that you had uh, you went to Finlay Prep. Yes. How did that decision come into mind to go out to Nevada? Man, it's crazy. Uh, I'm a big believer in God or higher power. You know, yeah. I believe that we all come from some type of higher power, wherever you believe in. Um, I believe in higher power. Um, man. Um, so basically, I was in high school at the time. I think I was going into my junior year. So this is the tenth grade year. Tenth grade just finished. I'm going into the summer. Boom! I, I was uh, people starting to notice me a little bit. Then I got a little recognition from rivals, scouting reports, something like that. Um, so I get invited to NBA camp. Going into no, actually, this is after my junior. Year. I'm sorry. So this is going into senior. Year. I get invited to um, NBA camp. Uh, junior year just ended. I'm ranked top 40 or something like that, top 50. Um, so I get invited to NBA camp. 
And NBA camp was the same time I think Adidas Invitational was or something like that. And I was a Nike kid, so I'd never been to the Adidas. It was a big Adidas tournament that everybody always used to go to. Um, so I wanted to go to that this time. I'm, like, I'm tired of going to these Nike, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm begging my dad, begging my mom, like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. My, my AU coach, Keith Stevens, calls me. Um, uh, so I played for TakeOver at the time, Team TakeOver out of D.C. Um, Keith Stevens, he calls me and he's like, nah, you're going. I don't care. You know, you're <laughs> going. So whatever, I end up going. It was at University of Virginia. Uh, we go to NBA camp. I go down there. I do my thing, you know. And uh, luckily, just, it just so happens that Mike Peck, he was the um, head coach of Friendly Prep at the time. And he was actually my coach for um, for NBA camp. Oh, wow. So I, one game, I so like we're talking, we have a meeting, right? And we're talking, we're just talking, sharing the backgrounds and things like that. And I and I say to him, like, oh, it's funny that you know you the you the Finlay coach because I watched our videos online all the time because they had a web series and all that. He's like, oh, really? Da da da. So you know, what I'm saying I'm not knowing that he's paying attention to me now. Now that I said that, you know, because top NBA camp is you know all the top prospects in the country. So, uh, you know, you got all this talent here. So I'm not even thinking about that. So he's paying attention to me. We have a game against a, a guy named Solomon Poole. He was like, I want to say top 30, one of the top 10 point guards in the country, top five point guards in the country at the time. And I end up having like 20 that game. I called my coach. Everyone's going crazy. My coach is calling me. They all going crazy. I didn't even know this guy was ranked. Uh, so they were all going crazy. And then from that camp on, I ended up doing my thing. I ended up coming home. I'm doing summer reading. It's a, a project you got to do right before we go back to school. And at this time, I was at Paul. I hated that. I hated that. Summer reading. <laughs> summer reading. So, mind you, summer's almost over. I didn't did this whole summer. I didn't been to LeBron camp, NBA camp, any Kevin Durant camp, any camp you could think of. I was there. So I come back home. You know, all these camps, I don't finish my summer reading. I got like a week left to do summer reading to go to school. So I get a phone call while I'm doing so. I'm just starting summer reading. I was so sick. I did not want to do it. So I'm doing it. I get a call from Mike Peck. He's like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. You know, give it a spill, whatever. And says, you know, how would you like to come start at a Finlay Prep? First question I asked him was, do y'all do summer reading? <laughs> He's like, nah, we don't, what is that? I'm like, sure, when can I come? And from there, I, I left, you know. Granted, yeah, you got your goods and your bads, you got your pros and your cons. Um, just the way things were set up at Paul the Six, you know, uh, I had I had helped bring them bring them to a, to a non-name school, to a nationally ranked school. Wow. At the time, I think we were ranked top, I'm going to be humble, so I'm going to just say top 15. Wow. At, the time. Uh, at my junior year, yeah, we finished at the top 15. And, um, yeah, so I ended up leaving. You know, the people back home were mad, confused. <laughs> had a lot of haters on it, man. Had a lot of haters. But, yeah, that's how I ended up getting a Philly prep. Wow, that's awesome. That's crazy, too. At least you got a summer reading. That's, like, the, <laughs> the best sense. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy how that went because, you know, if I didn't go to that NBA camp, a lot of doors went to open. You know? Yeah. And that camp right there opened up. Stan Robinson nationally known, honestly. That's awesome. And you were, were you ranked like in the top 50? At the, I went from top 40. When I first got ranked, I was in the top 25 because they had the terrific 25. Yeah. Uh, my sophomore year of high school. Junior year, I was top 40. Senior year, you know, going to Philly Prep with a bunch of 
people that are ranked in the country. So you got a whole team full of ranked players. I my ranking end actually end up dropping to like yeah. top yeah to like top one to top ninety in the country or something like that. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was that's actually another funny story in high school. When I seen that, you know, that we had a game that day. And I was like, man, I ain't passing the ball to nobody. <laughs> I ended up going for like thirty five that night. Uh, yeah, try to prove it. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I was so mad that night. I could, I'll never forget that day, man. I don't blame you. That's uh, so. How did like? How was your recruiting process like? So, how many schools reached out to you before you made your decision to Indiana? Man, oh man, I probably at the time. At this time, I probably almost had. I had a a, a handful of schools in the A ten. Handful of schools in the Big East, um, because just because the the the, the exposure that I was getting at a young age was I was I was getting we were put in all the big tournaments, so I was getting seen by everyone. Um, I had interest from Kentucky, I had interest from um, I had an offer from Syracuse, offers from Villanova. My last two was Villanova and Indiana, actually. A uh, quick story on the Villanova Indiana thing. So I was set to go to, to Villanova, ver- verbally committed all of that. Every, everything was a done deal. And um, I ended up taking an Indiana visit. You know how big Indiana is, that base. Uh, that's yeah. almost like going to going to a Kentucky or, or Duke or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I fell in love with just, just – I fell in love with the love, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I ended up not going to Villanova. So one of my teammates – one of close friend too. We grew up together, same team for years. Um, they actually end up offering him, and uh, this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you his name, and you'll see how the story goes. His name is uh, Josh Hart. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, so they end up offering him after, uh, you know, after I I didn't do it. You know, go to the school. Um, they end up giving the offer to him, and you know, he ran with it. And now look at him. That's um, crazy. It can't be. Wow. So, um, it, it was crazy, man. Like, I was getting calls from Texas, uh, who else? Uh, Georgetown, Maryland. Um, uh, who was in the Big East at the time? Xavier, uh, Wake Forest. There was a lot of schools, man. A lot of schools. UNLP, <laughs> Illinois. So many schools, man. It was crazy at the time. That's crazy. That's crazy. Did, did you ever, like, uh, Jim Beheim ever come to your house to talk to you, or did he just reach out? No, but I talked to him on the phone. What's he like? Man, he was laid back, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool guy. Um, didn't really say too much over the phone. It was more like, we got to get you out here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was everybody's spell at the time. We got to get you out here. You're going to love the cannons. Da, da, da. <laughs> you know, so that was everyone's spell. Uh, got to get you out here. You'll just fall in love with it. You'll just fall in love with it. We need, we need a player like you. You know, everyone kind of had the same spiel at the end of the day. Um, you know, because I was never someone to fall in love with people's words. Um, that's just how my people raised how my people raised me. Um, you know, never falling in love with somebody's words, falling in love with their actions. Oh man, yeah, that's a great that's a great way to live. Yeah. So uh, you know, when they would talk to me, it was more like ah, you know, it's like I just got to see for myself. You know, I got to see for myself. That's and they kind of knew how, how I operated just because of the, the type of people my parents were and how they came on. So um, people will understand, like, yeah, he's not really – you can't just really talk some craziness to him and they're just going for it. Yeah, you can't just try to sell him like a salesman or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. 
So how was your time at Indiana and what made you end up transferring out? Man, Indiana was almost, uh, like, it was cra- it was crazy, man. As a 17, 18-year-old kid, you know, I mean, I don't like to sound like everybody else, but literally from the hood, man, literally from the hood. I'm 17 years old. I'm, I'm at Indiana. It's 50, I'm going to say 54,000 people that go there. Uh, 50% of girls, you know, so <laughs> my eyes were wide open. Yeah. I was wide open. Every day I woke up, I was just wide open. I'm seeing new things. I meet new people, never see them for the next, you know, never see them again that whole year. And I'm just yeah. like, dang, this is crazy. Like, the basketball was love. You know, they were going crazy for the basketball team. You just, uh, at that time, I don't even think the Pacers were that good. I think they just got Paul George maybe a year or two and or something like that. But they weren't that good. And we were actually – we would go to Pacer games and no one would pay attention to the Pacer games. They would be in line, literally, while we're sitting down watching games, in line trying to take pictures with us. Whoa. We would need security to – you know, when we go to Pacers games, we would need security to keep people from, you know, pulling up on us so we can enjoy the game, things like that. And like, mind you, I'm 17, 18. I'm thinking I'm living the dream. Um, and so with all that love, you know, kind of you gain a sense of cockiness. I think that's where, you know, not on the court, but just like off the court, I felt like I got too cocky and didn't realize, you know, that I was in a blessed opportunity, you know, that most people dream for. And I think I took advantage of it, you know, and as you can see, I ended up getting arrested uh, my time there in Indiana, um, going through Mm -hmm. some failed drug tests there, my time in Indiana, just thinking that I was untouchable. Um, Yeah. You know, you giving giving a seventeen year old all that power is just, you know, what. As a seventeen year old, I had to be mature enough to understand. Like, yeah, you got a lot of power, but you got to understand. You know, you can't just take advantage of this. People, I didn't understand. Like, I was under everyone's eye. I was being watched at all, all, all the time. All the time, twenty five eight. I was being watched. Um, you would never not being watched, and you know that that led me down the wrong path. So, you know, Indiana was a great school. Uh, they gave you the tools to do what you need to do to succeed. It was just where you mature enough to be there. And at that time, I don't think I was mature enough uh, to be there. So, you know, I ended up transferring. Um, transferring to a small school in Rhode Island, 20,000 people. Uh, but, I mean, I think it was good for me. Nice. And how did you decide? Well, I'm glad that you decided on URI, but how did you decide on coming to uh, URI? Um, so, during that process, I was I wanted to come back home. Um, I think I was just away from home too long. So I wanted to come back home, but I didn't want to come too close to home. So my last two schools in that second uh, process was VCU and uh, Rhode Island. So <laughs> I was committed to I was committed to VCU at the time. Uh, verbally committed again, ready to go. Uh, I talked to Coach Cox, so people don't know. Coach Cox, he actually gave me my first college offer out of high school. I think I was in, like, ninth or 10th grade. Wow. Yeah, he gave me my first offer. Uh, he was at Rutgers. And me and him have been close ever since. So he's kind of – people don't know, but he's, he's like family. Um, and it, it even goes before him giving me that offer. Uh, his family ties, you know, back in the, up the line, there's more family ties. Um, so, you know, that relationship right there kind of sealed the deal. And then with Hurley being from uh, the New Jersey area, my dad's family is from the New Jersey area, and those they have a lot of ties in that basketball 
with basketball in that Jersey area. So the connection there was there already. Um, knew the same circles. So it was just all all the signs were there, you know, with that relationship part. Um, just feeling comfortable being in Coach Cox and Coach Hurley's hands. Nice. That's that's great. Uh, and what was it like playing for Coach Hurley? He kind of reminds me on like when he's on the sidelines. He reminds me of like the Jim Harbaugh college basketball, just sort of, like his reactions and how he acts and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Coach Hurley, great coach. Uh, first and foremost, great coach. Um, he's taught me a lot, man. Very intense, but like they said, some method to their madness. Yeah. And he was. He was just like one thing he always told me was like. When you take this game serious, you're just gonna be you're gonna be an unstoppable player. And I I thought I was taking this serious because I felt as though you know I was one of the people who had the hardest work ethic. I was always in the gym. I mean, you can ask anyone who who works in uh, that arena. That Stan was always in that Ryan Center. Um, I was always there, so I didn't understand what he meant by that. And, you know, just a couple of days ago, I was thinking, you know, just reflecting back on my college career. Um, and I was just thinking, like, what the heck? What did he mean by that? Like, and now I understand. It wasn't nothing about on the court. It was just my off-the-court life. Um, I was I was still tied into, you know, a couple, couple things that you that you really shouldn't be tied in at, um, while playing the sport. Or just you really shouldn't be tied in in life at, at all. You know, um, unfortunately, I was in, you know, gangs. I was doing some dirt in the streets, things like that. And, and I didn't – I had to realize, like, I had to get away from that. Yeah. You know, once I got away from that, you know, my mind started clearing up. I started seeing things, but I started maturing. I started understanding life more. And, and I really just started understanding what Coach Hurley meant by got to be more serious with my life. And since then, my game has – I feel like I've, I've gotten way better um, since I've left Rhode Island, and that's what this game is all about—about progressing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a great story. How, how um, and how was your? What was the relationship like coming into a locker room with like a bunch of new guys with that team of like Jared and EC and Hassan? Well, um, coming in coming into Rhode Island was pretty easy uh, for me. Um, I knew EC actually before we even before we even came before he even came to Rhode Island. So. I knew EC, I think, when we were, like, 17, 16, I think. Um, I met him in a basketball camp. And the cra- and one of the crazy things is he always denies it, but I remember, like, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and EC were cool, whatever, in the camp. And, and one of the things that we had said was, might it be crazy if we went to school, uh, went to school together, right? So, um, now, you know, we end up going to school together. It was just crazy, you know, how that worked out. Um, but, yeah, I knew him. I knew Karan since I was, like, 12 years old. Um, I played against JT and uh, Coach Ty. I, I knew them um, because of their AU programs, and our AU programs would play against each other. Uh, and then I knew Jeff. Um, I knew Jeff forever. Uh, before he was even born, I, like, his father kind of, like, knew my people and things like that. So I've been knowing Jeff's family all my life. Um, who else? Uh, I can't remember. I can't think right now, but I know a lot of people coming in there. Uh, Ray, I don't know if you know Rail. He was on, uh, Jarrell Coleman. He's on the staff. Um, not too sure. Uh, okay. well, yeah, he was, he was on staff as well at the time when I was coming in and, um, 
that was a lot of family ties, you know, because he was from Jersey, and I'm, I had my dad's side of family from Jersey. So I knew a lot of people as I was coming into Rhode Island. So it was easy to adjust. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, so I got to, like, this might be a hot take on my back. Were you the glue guy of that team? I felt like you were the glue guy. I felt like you were, like, you helped out. I felt like you were, like, a comic relief sometimes, and, like, you took it serious. You calmed people down. Yeah, I'm, I, I, think, I, I think my team would agree to that. Um, I just, I just think it was because of the person I am. I'm, yeah. I'm able to just, I'm able to to relate to a lot of people. Uh, I'm easy to talk to, easy to connect with, um, and everyone knows that. You know, I care, I care about people, and I'm always gonna look out for people. I'm always gonna make sure people are, are good. You know, and I think, I think my team respected me um, and respected me as a leader, and um, just. You know, to the grace of God, I just I'm glad I was able to have a team who respected me and, and listened to me uh, when it was time, you know, for me to for me to lead. Yeah, you you did a great job. I mean, loved loved watching you play. I thought you were awesome. At, like one of the probably the best guys to take charges in the A10 and league itself. <laughs> and you took so many charges every game I went to. You were just taking charges and defensively. I mean, how did you get so good defensively? You were always anticipating passes. You always were. Like just a great defensive player. Um, I just think it's uh due to the coaches that I've had uh through the through my whole entire time. I mean, since I was young, you know, my coaches have been all my coaches have been intense on defense, and um, I just take everything. If I'm doing something, I do it with passion. So you know, when they were stressing defense, I was actually taking it serious and really trying to perfect it. And I think over time, you know, just. If you go, if you constantly work at something, eventually you'll perfect it. And I mean, I don't want to say I perfected it, but I feel like I'm pretty close. Yeah, you you did a great job. You were always in the right, like always in the right spots. And I feel like you always, and same thing with taking charges. You always anticipated it was in the right spots. So it was always awesome to see you always be there and take charges and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was. I love playing defense for Rhode Island. I don't know what it was. It was just. I feel like they they loved it. Uh, you just got so much love for playing defense that yeah. I think they love defense more than offense. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we respect the grit. It was actually fun doing my job because the crowd would be into it, and it got me into it. So yeah, yeah, we we love the grit and the grind around here. So when you got that, that we're big fans of that. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that's why I connected with Rhode Island so well. Um, I think. Rhode Island, like you can see, they they love that grit and that grind, and they love people work hard they love hard workers um and i think you know that's what i am so i think that's why people from rhode island was you know i was a likable person in rhode island i think that's why that's all yeah yeah we we love you here so <laughs> um so what was it like with the pc rivalry man pc rivalry i this it's up there it's definitely up there that's that's one of a kind right there um that PC rivalry is, is like no other. I want to say that last PC Rhode Island game we had. Oh my goodness, I I, I couldn't hear anything on that floor. It was, <laughs> I don't know which one was better, the one with Chris Dunn when they beat us at the buzzer, or the one when we beat them uh, my senior year. Uh, that was that was two amazing, amazing, amazing crowds. Um, I I don't when we played at Providence, you know, the game was cool, but I don't I don't think that crowd was better than. That. The Rams crowd, that that Rams crowd was something else. 
we, we live for that rivalry. So we're, we go nuts every time. And right. I've been there. It was, it was wild. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> How was the one this year? I'm pretty sure that one was wild. Yeah, that one was a good one, too. I didn't make I it this came year. up short, though. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But I felt like this year's team kind of clicked more, more towards the end of the second half of the season than the first half of the season. Yeah, agree. I mean, with new coaching, that, that always happens. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you – what was it like making that – so in the 2016-2017 URI season, what was it like winning that conference championship, that A-10 championship, and, like – Beating though like a VCU and like those top teams in that A10, like a VCU was like a bully at the time in uh, the A10. You said, you said the 16, 17, or the 17, 18? Uh, 16, 17. The one that um, you guys you won the A10 tournament. Yeah, the first one. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. Um, no, that one, I still, that one, I can still feel that intensity in me today. That one was crazy. <laughs> Um, it was just because so many things were going wrong, man. And I just feel like it's beauty in the struggle. So if you had to struggle for it and really, like, grind it out, and that's what we had to do. I feel like our backs were against the wall, and we had to really fight our way out. Um, and it was just fun. Man. That was just a fun time to be in because it, it was so much pressure, but it it felt like it wasn't. But it was so much on the line, and it, we were just cruising through. It felt that was crazy. And then to end it off with the Oregon game, that was that was a time, you know, a time you dream of. So yeah, that's so much fun that you. I mean, well, so what was it like? So what was it like just being in the NCAA tournament and that atmosphere? And then like also that Oregon game, you came alive and like you were un, un, unstoppable that game. You like helped us like. You put us in – you kept us in the game and put us ahead, and, like, it's unfortunate that results, but, like, I mean, they made it the Final Four, so it's not not too bad. But, like, you guys played them really hard, but you you played unbelievable. So what was going on? Like, was like how was the atmosphere first? And then, like, what was – like, you just get into a zone in the Oregon game? Uh, so, I mean, that year, I remember Coach Hurley preaching a lot about experience, you know, saying that I had a lot of experience um, being at – me and I was probably – I think at that time I was the only person who made it to the tournament from that team before. I think so. Um, so, yeah, I, I had been there before uh, with Indiana. Um, I've been in a tight game in the tournament before we before that Oregon um, game. We were in a tight game with Wichita State when I was in Indiana. So, you know, being in that tournament, being in a tight game, that gives you experience. And we actually uh, – we was playing against Fred Van Vliet in that Indiana game. So, you, you already know, that was – it was it was intense. <laughs> but I gained experience from from being there. So when we got back, you know, I, I wasn't as open eyed as everyone else, you know, because I've been there before. So it gives you a sense of maturity. Um, and I felt the first game, you know, everything felt everything felt good. You know, the shots that I was taking, I felt comfortable. Just I just couldn't hit. I couldn't land the ball in the hole. So, um, you know, my focus just. And intensified that right after that game, you know, I, I kept telling everybody from from shoot around. The next day, I was telling, I won't miss, I won't miss, I won't miss. I just kept saying it, and sure enough, I barely missed that game. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just the confidence, man. And then Coach Hurley coming to me before the game, uh, just telling me, you know, don't worry about anything. Just let everything, everything he ever said to me, just let it go and go out there and just be free. And then. 
that really, that right there, it was the tip of the iceberg. Because when he told me to just go out there and be free, don't worry about anything, man, I just let go and just went out there and hooped. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you looked, it was it was crazy to watch and you were just going, like, I just remember, like, you driving to the basket and getting getting whatever you wanted pretty much on the floor. It was it was awesome. It was a great game to watch. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun. I think that was, like, one of the few games that I was able to uh, play the one. So I was able to play my actual my actual position. So um, I, I I'm glad I was able to thrive at that at that time at that moment. That's yeah. That's it was it was a good one. That's yeah. Uh, what would you are you is Coach Hurley like a, a players coach? Definitely. Um, he was too. He was in practice with us uh, <laughs> a lot of the times. You know. Uh, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Half our practice was going against Coach Hurley and the coaches. Wow. How was the first half of the practice will always be players going against the coaches. How was that? How was it? How was it? Um, you would think that he was on the team. <laughs> really, uh, he, he's in, he's passionate about the game of basketball, man. He lives, eats, dreams. His whole life is centered around basketball. You know what I'm saying? So his, his, his intensity is unmatched. It's like no, it's like no other. Um, so that just having that intensity alone can carry you a long way, and you know, Coach Hurley comes from a, a, a family of basketball, so yeah. it's not like he is not skilled, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah so that man's in shape, man. and if he's in shape, he's hooping. <laughs> that's awesome. So after your, uh, so after that season, when you guys come back, what? Did you guys do any off-season to work together? Like, how much work did you guys put in for the next season to go on your run, mostly, like, undefeated through the A-10 tournament? Man, that right there was a lot of chemistry because uh, we we were a team who everyone came back, so we already knew um, plays. It's not like it was an excellent old type thing. It's not like it was – um, putting another player in a position or, or switch anything around. It was just chemistry. Like we weren't, we weren't too big. We weren't too small. It was just, you know, how would we gel together? Cause that, I think that's was, uh, that was our problem that we had in the, in the season before we didn't know how to gel together. Um, and when, once we did, we went on that run. I think what we did a 16 or 11 and 0. Yes. That first year. Um, so, you know, we 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 emphasized chemistry going into that summer, uh, so we could pick up right where we left off. And I think you know, doing that Bahamas trip, it was good for us because it was able for us to get out and, and build with each other. Um, so instead of going home in the summer, we we were still together. That's great. That's, that's so like just building. Like, did you guys do any team building exercises, or you just guys played a lot? Like, how did that help? We did. We did. Well, honestly, if you just put us together we were all hanging out with each other anyways. So all you had to do was just put us in a location um, and we would figure it out on our own. But we definitely, we did the Bahamas trip. We went on a camping trip uh, where they took our phones, locked us away in the cabin and did some military type stuff. Uh, Actually, I think one of my friends was on that trip, actually. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that trip was crazy. That was unexpected on that camping trip. Yeah. Uh, I think they got video of that. I'm surprised they haven't released it yet. <laughs> that was crazy. And I, I think actually that trip right there was when we all 
you know, came together. Because right there on, um, everything just ran smoothly. Everything just ran smoothly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. So, I mean, so you guys come into the next season – and you go undefeated through most of the A-10 in the conference. What was that run like? Like, you guys were just running through the A-10 like it was. Um, I think it was the seniors. We was on a high. We, we still could feel that tournament run, uh, that tournament run we were making. Um, and we already knew. We, we already knew we were a little bit older. We were a little bit older this year, uh, older than a lot of the teams. So we was like, all right. <laughs> It's bully ball this time. We was going to bully ball everybody until they figured it out. And once they figured it out, we'll just adjust. Yeah, you guys played. You guys played really, really well, and you just you just kind of ran right through the A ten, and that led you right into leading us actually to our first out like URI to its first outright A ten, which is another part of history. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of a lot of history in the making over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. So I'll ask if, I'll keep ask a couple more questions and then we'll uh, wrap it up. But uh, that um, going into that tournament again, that NCAA tournament, how that how was that run and how that feel? You beat uh, against Trey Young in Oklahoma in the first round. So how was that? So at this, I think at this point in time in the season, we had took maybe I think two bet two terrible losses. I think right. Yeah. Three terrible losses, something like that. I can't remember. But I know it was some losses that just – and we had just lost the tournament, the yeah. 10th tournament. So we were heated. And all summer we – I mean, all year, right? It's funny. Like I said, how how power works. Because all year, you know, we kept talking about Trey, Trey Young, Trey Young. We was like, man, we see Trey Young. It's on. We see Trey Young. Oh, yeah, it's good. Trey – and our coaches, too, like, they would – they they would heat us up because they would always talk about how good Trey Young is, Trey Young, and they would do it on purpose because they knew it would piss us off. And sure enough, we sitting there, we sitting there, and Oklahoma came up on the screen. It was over. We were so locked in, <laughs> so locked in, because that's what we wanted. Yeah, that's what we were asking for, and we not. You can't ask for the bully and not fight. <laughs> the bully ain't coming to play around with you, so. Um, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. We knew what we were going into. We, we, and we wanted that challenge. Um, losing the A-10 was enough feel that we needed for that. You know, yeah. unfortunately, we came up to Duke. Um, they've been there a million times. So, their their experience is, you know, it trumped us at that time. So, Sorry. Before, you know, we took that L, but it's okay. Sorry, yeah, you guys did great. I mean, you made it to yeah, it's, it's funny that I'm talking about this because I was just with Trey Duvall today. And that's really? funny that, that we bring this up. Yeah, yeah, we actually have the same trainer right now. Wow, that's awesome. How's he doing? All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he's doing well. He had a good workout today. Um, today was his first day back in D.C. Because um, that's where I trainer. I'm from D.C. And uh, my trainer is Keith Williams. Uh, for people who don't know him, he actually – before Markel lost his shot, he actually was the one who um, trained Markel Fox and, and raised him and, and got him to where he was a first-round draft pick. So, Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> He's actually trained a lot of people. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Ty Lawson, and, and the list goes on for days. How long have you been with him for? Um, I've actually been with Keith Williams uh, all my life, really. Uh, his one of his best friends um, was actually my trainer at the time. 
you know, but we were all in the same facility doing the same drills, all same methods, all that. And then uh, my training has stopped, and then I end up going with Keith. Uh, this so when I went to school, I had stopped for a little bit for a couple of years, and then now that I'm back home, you know, I've been with Keith all all summer. I've been actually with Keith since January because I left the Vipers in January and um, came back home and just been working out grinding uh, since. Yeah, yeah. How uh, how was it with the Vipers? How did you get hooked up with them, or how did, did they sign you? Or um, the the Vipers was actually so me. So when I first came out of Rhode Island, um, I had a hard, hard couple months. Um, I ran into I think two or three agents. I think I'm my fourth agent right now. Um, yeah, yeah. The agent, the business side of the game is something. It's serious. Um, it's serious, and it's it's grinding. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's the that's the game. You know, you're either going to adjust to it or you're going to fail. Yeah. You know, I, for, long story short, I just ran into three bad agents, three bad agents, terrible agents, who, um, you know, they, they kind of messed my my recruit, uh, my draft process up. So I wasn't able to work out with any team during the draft process. I didn't have a workout. I didn't have a train. I didn't have anything. I was just at home. You know, doing things on my own. Um, so, uh, luckily, you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm a. I like the base. I like to think I'm a good guy to people. You know, I treat people with respect, just how I would want them to treat me. So, uh, you know, how managers on the basketball team, they don't really get a lot of respect. You know, um, so at Indiana, one of these managers, uh, his name was Devin, and I actually, you know, I used to kick with the the managers. You know. Even though they just rebound for you and they do all this, all this other stuff, a lot of people don't know they do a lot of work, man. They they do a lot of work and don't get any love for it. But long story short, you know we was kicking it, got cool, boom. I leave. No, he graduates next year. I leave. Never talk to him again. And that's like four or five years ago. Yeah. Um. So then he ends up reaching out to me on Instagram, asking, "Was I coming to the Vipers tryout?" I didn't know what a Vipers was at the time. So I'm like, what you talking about? And he's like, Rock, you know, Rockets G League affiliate. We want to bring you out, you know, boom, boom, boom. I put your name in, da, 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 da. I put my name in. I didn't know what was going on. So he broke it down to me, told me how he was about to be the assistant coach for the Vipers um, and how he put my name down as a player he wanted to bring in. So that's how I ended up you know, getting over there to the training camp. Unfortunately, he ends up getting moved up. I mean, good for him. He gets yeah. moved up. Uh, so he's on the NBA team now. And I'm like, dang, bro, so am I still allowed to come out there? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, nah, you, you solid, you solid. You, you just going through training camp, but you got to try. But it's basically like a tryout. But you already skipped. Um, he skipped me through, like, the local tryouts, things like that. So now you got the training camp, the G League, the uh, Vipers training camp for the G League team. So it was like 20 people there, and you know, out of 20, they won't keep in 10. So, uh, yeah, I went through yeah. – I was actually the last person they called. Um, I was sitting in that room, and it, it was intense. And, you know, they got quiet on me. They played with me. They were like, nah, we just playing with you. We wanted to let you know you made the team. Oh. Um, it was crazy, man. And from there, you know, I didn't get a lot of playing time. It was they told me from the jump that I wouldn't be playing a lot. It was probably gonna be more of a learning experience, and you know that was okay with me because I was at home doing nothing. You know, 
I didn't, yeah. I didn't know where I was going to be. I thought basketball was over for me, to be honest. And, you know, so I, I took that and I I connected with so many players, man, so many players. I learned so much. And um, one of the players, you know, people will probably recognize this player a lot. Uh, two Actually, two of the players, Daniel House, yeah. he actually got signed uh, to the Rockets now. He was um soon as he as soon as he seen me from the jump, uh he he just connected to me. We connected right away. Um probably because he ended up playing in DC his first year in the league or something like that. Yeah. He was playing for the Wizards. So, you know, we had that little DC connection. You know, <laughs> he was a good guy, man. He he actually took me under his wing and he he ends up getting called up. I don't know if you know Mike Frazier from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Mike Frazier now, me and him, we're actually – we call each other brothers now. Um, that's how close we got. So, and wow. Mike right there is a phenomenal shooter. Um, he actually just got signed to the Rockets as well. And then you, everyone, I, I think, should know Gary Payton Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son of Gary Payton Sr. Uh, that man is a – he's a, he's very, very, very talented. Um, and he actually taught me a lot, a lot. So, I was learning from – all types of players. Brandon Jennings was actually not Brandon Jennings. Um, Brandon Knight yeah. was actually on my team for a while too, and wow. got to connect with him and learn things from him. So I learned so much from so many players. Um, it was it was just a, a blessing to be there, you know. And, yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a blessing to be there. And then we actually, so I, I fortunately because of the numbers game, you can only you only have so many people up on your team. And they were bringing a lot of players from the NBA team on down. So someone like me who, you know, gets the last, you know, the last bid, I was unfortunately, uh, I had to leave. You know, I got cut yeah. in January uh, just due to numbers games. And um, I'm, to this day, I'm still talking, talking to them. Uh, probably end up going back to their training camp if I want to. Um, uh, I'm going to the G League Invitational where every G League team, um, we'll be there. Every G League team head coach and GM will be there in attendance. Um, I've been talking to Milwaukee Bucks. Um, we've been in contact with them. Also been talking to uh, the Washington Wizards, uh, the GoGo G League affi- uh, affiliate. So we've got a lot of things, you know, going on right on this side. So all, the month of August is, is looking good, man, looking real good. Good. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm glad that you're getting calls and you're going to the G League and have uh, information, man. You deserve it. You work hard. You play hard. You deserve to get whatever, like, you deserve to be on any team that would love you. Man, I appreciate that, Jeff. appreciate that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You got you got it, man. I, I We believe in you here in Rhode Island, and we, you know, we always root for our players and we want the best for you guys. And, you know, I, I you, any team would be done to pass up on you, so. Man, I appreciate Jared, that means a lot. Literally, yeah. when I that means to me. Yeah, no, I, 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 we, you know, you, you uh, did a lot for us, and we want, I want what's best for you guys. So, thank you, thank you, man. I just want to say thank you for having me too. The Wellness Podcast. Um, thank you to Rhode Island. Thank you to the Rams, and thank you to to everyone in the state of Rhode Island for just, you know, being behind me every step of the way, um, giving me motivation, uh, just helping me when I needed it, uh, just just being a great fan base, man. It's not even a, fan, a great family. Uh, I don't even want to say fan base, just being a great family, and I just want to thank everyone. Yeah, we're, well, we're, we're lucky to have you, and we're glad that you were able to make history with us, and 
you know, change change the community around here and make uh, put Rhode Island back on the map. No question, man. Actually, uh, one of my future goals is when it's all said and done, come back to URI and be the head coach once Coach Cox is done. Good, good. We want you. <laughs> we'll take you once that happens. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool, man. Hopefully, uh, Thor's still there. You know, I don't mind passing that job up to me. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you, Jeff. I appreciate everything, man. All right, thank you, Stan. I really appreciate you for coming on. This is great. Uh man, let's let's uh let's connect when I when I come up there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let me know when you come up. I um I have some connections, so like we I can take you out to dinner and like I got a lot of stuff going on. So. Oh uh, yeah, I love man. We're gonna we're gonna get up. No question. All right, sounds good. All right, take care, Jeff. All right, take it easy, Stan. All right, that was our my interview with Stan Robinson. Uh, that was a really great interview with Stan. I really enjoyed that one. Um, hoping to get more NBA guys and college guys coming on. I'm in the works with some things currently. Uh, so hopefully good news to come our way on Court Vision as we start to expand. It's been awesome. And I've been really, really extremely lucky to have the guys that have on. I can't thank enough the everyone that I've had on so far. Um, from the first episode with Dennis to Renee Washington, Ashley Neville. Um, now I'm starting to get, uh, you know, Keem Springs and Stan Robinson, NBA free agents. Um, I've been extremely lucky getting these guys, and I'm very, very grateful for all the guests that I've had on. Um, this podcast couldn't be where it is without them, and I really appreciate it for those guys that are listening. I want to know that I appreciate you guys. I had some great interviews the past two days with these uh, two NBA guys, and hopefully to get more. Um, I can't thank Stan enough, and I can't thank Akeem enough for coming on. I've been extremely lucky, as I just can't can't repeat myself about that one. But I hope you guys have been enjoying the shows so far. More to come. Another episode of Drop Friday. Uh, Dennis Gorman comes back on to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Really good interview. I love having Dennis on. It's such a great um, wealth of knowledge of basketball. A lot of fun to talk to him. He's always, always knowledgeable. Great guy to have on. Just a great person overall. So... I hope you guys enjoy this one today and I look forward to hoping you guys here on Fridays. Have a great have a great rest of your week.